All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible Book by Book. I'm Pastor Luke, and this is the book of 1 Peter. And 1 Peter is uh, a general epistle um, written by Peter. And so um, those two things need to probably be explained just a little bit. Uh, Peter, we know from the Gospels, um, is uh, one of the famous, uh, most famous of the apostles, um, one of the writing apostles. Um, and so we know quite a little bit about Peter. He uh, was the the front runner uh, among the apostles. So uh, most outspoken, um, was always present with Jesus in, in the most um, important seasons of Jesus's life and all the stories where uh, Jesus takes three. He'll take Peter, James, and John. Um, those are his closest confidants um, among the 12 apostles. Um, and so Peter is is one that is closest to Jesus. He is designated uh, as basically the leader of the apostles um, at the end of John, when when Peter is reestablished by Jesus as um, is saying, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Um, but the Peter becomes basically designated as uh, the leader um, moving forward with the apostles. So we have uh, a lot of of information about Peter um, and uh, who he is and what he does. And so he writes uh, a couple of letters, um, is most likely the authority behind the gospel uh, of Mark is what we uh, traditionally uh, uh, understand there, is that Mark is basically um, Peter's gospel. Um, and so what we have is, is quite a little bit um, in Scripture from Peter, uh, uh, and about Peter, but uh, he is the apostle to the the Jews. Uh, according to what Paul says in Galatians, that, that Paul is the apostle to the Gentiles, and Peter is the apostle to the, the Jews, um, we understand some things about his ministry and his letters because of that. Um, but also, we, we need to understand that even though that's the primary audience, that um, it was never exclusive, and, and even in Paul's ministry, it was never exclusive, even though he says that he's the apostle to the Gentiles. Uh, throughout Acts and throughout his letters, we know that he went first to the Jewish people and then to the Gentiles, and, and he would exhaust all of his efforts that he could on the Jewish people until there was a point of rejection uh, or dismissal or persecution or, or whatever it might be, and then Paul would begin to turn to the Gentile audience. Um, and I believe that it's, it's similar with Peter, that Peter was primarily ministering to and uh, had a, an influence among the Jewish people, uh, but he wasn't exclusive in that. He would minister to and, um, and preach to the Gentile people as well, and we have many instances of that. Um, and so Peter, as he writes to this general audience, and, and uh, this is understood, in chapter 1, verse 1, where Peter tells us, he says, This is to God's elect strangers in the world scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Um, so it's meant to be a circular letter that is distributed among the churches that uh, all Christians are to read, to understand who Jesus is, understand what the Christian life is, to give them hope, to give them uh, maturity and instruction, uh, and all those things. And so he says to God's elect. Now, when you have that term in Scripture, uh, what you're referring to is um, a, a Jewish concept, uh, an Old Testament concept that, that God's people, um, the Jewish people were elect, they were chosen, they were, they were God's treasured possession. Um, and so Peter is going to bring in uh, to his writing quite a little bit of, of Jewish 
um, terminology and, and uh, uh, illustrations and things like that. And so when he says God's elect, um, that's going to bring people to mind of the Jewish people. But it also is um, inclusive in all those who trust in Jesus. So uh, in chapter 2, um, he says that uh, you, were, you are a chosen people, chapter 2, verse 9, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Um, and now, that sounds very Jewish. It sounds very much like the Jewish nation. Um, but just a little bit further on, you understand that he's talking to all Christians because he says, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so um, he's being very general uh, with that term. And, and what I mean is that it, it is in reference to everyone, uh, whether you're Jewish or Gentile. And, and Gentile, again, just means anyone who's not Jewish. But any, any Jew or Gentile who has received Jesus Christ by faith is now included in the the um, the chosen people, or are included in God's um, family, and, and that's what that is referring to. And so, uh, it's a it's a very general letter, not just because it's circular, but because it is intended for all audiences, all all people, whether they're Jewish or or Gentile. And so, it, it's very appropriate for us. Um, as we read through um, to understand how these concepts relate to um, Christian growth, Christian maturity. So Paul or Peter, he is going to um, be the, the apostle, what we might say, of hope. And uh, all I mean by that is that seven different times in, in the uh, letter here, First Peter, you have the term in the explanation of hope, and our hope is in Christ. Um, but also hope in reference to suffering, uh, because there is a lot of, of suffering going on uh, in the Christian church uh, throughout the ages, especially in Peter's time in that first century, but, you know, th that has never stopped. Um, we've had seasons of peace and prosperity, and we've had um, places where the gospel has uh, produced um, a, a tremendous amount of freedom um, both in personal life but also nationally, but generally across the world throughout, throughout time, uh, Christians have experienced suffering. Uh, even in free nations like the USA, uh, where we have a lot of, of uh, access to God's word and a lot of freedom to worship and a lot of ability to express our faith, um, there's still a tremendous amount of, of suffering. Um, and, and it may not look the same as it does in a persecuted nation, but there's still suffering on the individual level. Um, and so Peter is going to explain how to persevere through suffering uh, throughout his letter, how to grow and how to apply uh, God's uh, will and his intention and his word uh, to every believer, no matter their situation. Um, but especially understanding that no matter if you are... Um, wealthy or poor or suffering or comfortable, whatever your situation may be, that you have to watch out for the schemes of the enemy, of the devil. And he talks about that in chapter 5, that uh, the, our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Um, and so what you would understand is that Peter's main intention in trying to um, reveal spiritual warfare, um, his main strategy, Satan's strategy, is to um, remove a, a believer from the front lines uh, through 
the the pressure of suffering. So suffering is probably, uh, according to what we see throughout Scripture, the the first um, attack of the enemy on the Christian life in order to discourage them. So the this teaching of Scripture is constantly drawing people back to hope, back to assurance, back to um, a future that is um, uh, assured through the gospel that Jesus has uh, not only his presence with you, but he also has a home for you in heaven. And uh, those types of things keep us on track to continue to spread the gospel to other people, but also believe it in our own lives. So the first strategy is suffering, but the second strategy is, um, is wealth, uh, that where you see Satan um, using wealth to discourage people from uh, their sense of need for God. And uh, so in, in one instance, you have suffering um, discouraging people from the sense of God's love or his care. And then in the other instance, you have uh, wealth and comfort and discouraging people from their sense of need for God's presence. Uh, and, and both of those are, are strategies that Satan would love to employ in, in anybody's life. Um, so what we have to understand is how to depend on our identity in Christ, no matter what our situation may be, whether we're suffering, whether we're wealthy, whether we're comfortable, whether we're, we're poor, or, or however we're, we're engaging life. Um, what is most important is our identity in Christ and our holding on to the hope that we have received through the gospel. And so Peter is going to make that case uh, throughout his letter, and he's going to help us to understand that this is um, across time, across culture, across uh, personal situation, um, that the truths that you find in these five chapters of First Peter um, can be applied to anyone any, at any point, um, and uh, they're they're relevant um, to everybody's life, no matter what you're going through. Um, so I would encourage you, if no matter where you're at, um, to open up First Peter and, and uh, read it again, um, because it is such a powerful, uh, encouraging book uh, to help you in your faith. And so it is your Bible, book by book.